Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Welcome to episode number 40 of Unblocking Crypto. What a week it has been. I know I want to jump into the Binance and FTX news. Before I do that, let's start on some positive news on the blockchain space. Oasis has just launched a gaming blockchain. You may not have heard of Oasis, but they are backed by some of the industry gaming giants. So Sega, uh, Nameco, Ubisoft, those are just some of the names. So it's exciting to see that the future of gaming, and they have a great name too. So excited to see where that goes. Now let's jump into kind of the big news that's going on. Binance and FTX. It's been a crazy couple of days here. What's happened here recently is there was some drama that originally started where Alan Bo and FTX were once a headed up by the same person, the CEO, Sam Baker-Fried, otherwise known as SPF. He had control, but he had to make a decision to give up those two and separate them. So he gave it to uh, control over to Caroline Ellison and another guy, Sam Trabacco, in October of 2021. If you look at their assets, Alamanda's assets, 5.2 billion of their 14.6 billion in assets is tied up in the FTT token, which is FTX's token. They're pretty much the clearinghouse for FTX. And when some of the documents were leaked, Binance said that they were going to unload the rest of their FTT token, which they were one of the early investors, got paid off in about $2.1 billion in, in uh, I think, BUSD and FTT. So there's not an exact amount, but there was some Twitter, Twitter exchanges back and forth between the CEO of Almeida and CZ at Binance and saying they would buy it. Well, shortly thereafter, pretty much it came out that Binance was going to acquire FTX because they were having, FTX was having liquidity issues, which was pretty much they're running out of cash. So now you have probably the largest exchange out there buying maybe the second largest exchange, which there's a lot of questions on if that's good or bad for crypto. My view is that FTX had some fishy things going on anyways, where it might not be a bad thing to get them out of the picture a little bit and and put it in the hands of someone that kind of knows what they're doing. So I'm sure a lot more will come out, but man, some huge news here lately. Jumping to MasterCard, they just added seven new blockchain companies to their crypto foundation. Fidelity's in the news again, too. We've seen them a lot here lately, but they are planning on releasing some a solution for retail that allows retail customers to buy crypto at no fees. Now, much like everybody else that does no fees, there is still a spread in there. And I think they said this spread is expected to be about 1%. So it isn't live yet, but it is coming. If you look at some of the biggest moves from a Nansen perspective, and we've talked about Nansen a little bit in the past, but you can see it analyzes a lot of the data on, on chain. What we're seeing is that there are large outflows away from the stable coins, and that's getting put back into a lot of wrapped Bitcoin is, is the biggest one. So it's good to see that money is starting to get deployed back into some of these, these altcoins. Meta was in the news as well. 
they are planning to cut thousands of jobs and i think they have about 87,000 the interesting piece if you look at their metaverse arm which is called replay labs they had a q3 loss of 3.7 billion and that is a year to date loss now of 9.4 billion so meta's huge jump into the metaverse has not worked out for them very well yet in other news the fed ran a little experiment using CDBCs, uh, Central Digital Based Currencies, which is interesting uh, that this was done by the New York Fed and the goal was to see how quickly they could settle complex foreign exchange transactions. It was very positive. They ended up cutting down the time from two days down to about 15 seconds. Uh, This is called Project Cedar and it's phase one. The goal would be to enable CDBCs to be something that's used by the government. So um, that, I guess, is exciting news. But one of the more interesting posts that we've talked about, or people we've talked about, Arthur Hayes, he was one of the original founders of, of Bitfinex, and he tested and put in jail. He wrote some interesting posts previously about where Bitcoin and, and crypto was going. His latest post, titled Pure Evil, if you want to go search that one talks a little bit about what CDBCs mean and what to expect. And I know I'm going to not explain it nearly as well. So definitely go Google it. But there's pretty much three groups that it's are involved. One is the average Joes, two is the government, and three are the central banks. And what he's saying is that with the emergence of CDBCs, average Joes are going to be allying with probably what they used to think of as an enemy, which was the commercial domestic banks. And what CDBCs do is they allow the government to pretty much move these commercial banks out of the middle. And there's a couple of different ways that most of these governments are looking at doing it. The two options are really a direct model where you get rid of the banks entirely. And then the wholesale model where you still have the banks in the middle to help with some of the KYC and, and things like that. So the the big piece is that if you go to a CDBC, the government can literally control everything that you want them to do, which is very scary. Right now, out of the top five largest governments in the world, most of them are leaning towards the wholesale model, which is good. The big catch to all of this is once they start happening, the expectation is that you won't be able to get Bitcoin anymore because the banks are going to want it to have a way to not be reliant on an individual government. So not that this is financial advice, but his view is that the best day to buy Bitcoin was yesterday. Really interesting article. Definitely take a look at it. There's also been quite a few more hacks. Uh, Destabit had about uh, $25 million in their hot wallet. They say most of the client's funds, 99% of them are safe. What they're known for is they own about 85% of the share of all the Bitcoin options trading. So kind of scary that uh, something that level is happening. There's also, we've talked a little bit about Gala Games in the past. Gala Games is an Ethereum-based token that is a gaming token. Well, the people that wanted to play on the the Binance network, they had to have a company called P-Network to a bridge. And a lot of different things going on. Liquidity was drained from the that liquidity pool on Binance. So it really only affected the stuff that was attached to Binance that had nothing to do with Ethereum. 
but that was still four plus million dollars. And what there are different people out there kind of throwing out different ideas, games, and some of the other uh, companies involved, Pete Network, are saying that they did that to protect the, the token. Other exchanges are saying it was hacked and that the reason they're calling it that is so they don't have any legal interaction, legal issues. So time will tell what really happened, but kind of a, a scary thing going on there. And then Andre Caldwell is back on Twitter. If you haven't heard of him, he is considered to be the father of DeFi and also the founder of Phantom FTM. So it's he kind of gave up Twitter a while ago and he is back. A lot of people are wondering what's going to happen. So hopefully Phantom has some issues in the past. Maybe that comes back. There, there could be some interesting things to happen there in the near future. From an NFT space, a couple of really cool things going on. Steph Curry's filed some patents for his Curryverse where players can earn NFTs there. Not a lot of details there yet, but uh, exciting to see his involvement. And he has been very involved in crypto for quite some time. And then Instagram, and they made some big announcements that they are going to utilize Polygon to be able to have their users mint and sell NFTs. And then they'll use a company called Arware AR to store NFTs, which is really exciting to see social media getting involved. Now, both of those tokens, they jumped close to 80 and 52% in a couple of days when that happened. So exciting to see that more involvement from some of the larger companies out there. Granted, you could say that Instagram part of Meta is already pretty tied into Web3 or wanting to try to be a Web3-ish type player. So exciting news, big stuff going on. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for journeying down the crypto rabbit hole with us. If you're interested in learning more about crypto, please join our private Facebook group, Unblocking Crypto. It's a small community discussing new ideas and just asking questions to learn more. Hope to interact with you there.